What's up, dude? What up, buddy? How are you? Fun episode today, man. I want to elaborate on it, but we're going to talk about, you know, the title I have for this thing, which I'm sure you guys know you clicked on it. <clears throat> you can't fake environment. Mm. Um, and so what I'm going, like where I'm going with that is, and you guys always know I come from a place of leadership, contextual experience, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I talk a lot about certain people online, <clears throat> nobody specific, but you know, we've used words like charlatans or whatnot. We know the entrepreneur space is just saturated. We know advice is saturated. We're one of them. But what we really try to just dial in and do well at is just giving in, you know, advice from experience. And by experience, I mean <clears throat> our environment, what we've been exposed to and what we've built. But something that's just been kind of ringing true is I'll give you two people, not people specifically, but kind of whatever the fuck that just meant. <laughs> I'm following. Um, that just ring a bell when it comes to this, right? So you've got, we've got some guys like, you know, uh, in the real estate space that um, I went and spoke for before. Mm -hmm. Then they also came out and saw me speak at WealthCon. Mm -hmm. We met with them in the suite. <clears throat> and one of them, both excited, both great guys. So there's no disrespect there. One of them, you know, has a salary position with a brokerage. And it's like, man, I've got the salary position. You know, so it's okay money. It's a little over six figure. But it's like, man, like I, I have a family and time or whatever it may be. And like, if we're moving <clears throat> over to a different brokerage, it's like, there's this gap. And typically when people talk about the gap and I'm on the salary, they're expecting someone to say, oh, hey, we got you. We'll cover it. We'll pay it. We'll, you know, here's a, mm. you know, bonus or whatever. Uh, and these guys are already in the real estate space. They're not new. They're not coming into it. This yep. is, it's, they're already in it. Um, and I said, yeah, man. You know, like that's, that's, that's part of it. Like you make 125 grand salary. And I said, listen, dude, remember we were talking about it in the suite. And I said, you know, everyone was talking about it. I was like, well, this and with this and I, these are my responsibilities. And I was just like, hey, listen, much love. Let's cut to the chase. There's only two reasons, in my opinion, people become managing brokers in our space. Because you can't sell enough homes and crush. So you take that. And you, you use that salary to, cause you know, the job and you know, well, well enough to keep yeah. people out of trouble and you're a good, you're a good manager for an office. Right. And you just can't, <clears throat> you're not proficient enough or for whatever reasons, you're just not doing a high level of deals to where that money incentivizes you. You couldn't pay me that to not do what I do. Yep. Or time. It's either you just, you can't go be a top producer or, you know, so it's a financial thing or it's time. You just like your time for yourself, for your yep. family, but there's something cush about why people take that and you know real estate is changing right like the managing per broker position it's getting really cool like an exp that's all they do they get paid really well and that's all they yep. do they're not your competition in the office still doing deals <clears throat> and then you can't get a hold of them and they're not whatever. out recruiting and trying to also grow the office right but we're gonna get to this one yeah we'll bounce back to this first example here in a yeah. second then the second one is the from a leadership standpoint of like influencers and entrepreneurs out there saying things and speaking to things that they haven't necessarily become successful at, right? Like let's use military, for example. You've, you know, you're accomplished in the military or you're accomplished in certain spaces and then we decide to venture out of it and we're now speaking to business. <clears throat> but we're broke. 
Like behind the scenes, we're broke. Yep. Behind the scenes, we're not doing the things we should be doing to build a business. Behind the scenes, we're not putting the work into the business that we should be. But then on social or stages or wherever, like we're giving advice and we're giving direction and leadership of what people should be doing. And like, I feel like people have this sixth sense of just knowing like, and just feeling that there's not much substance behind what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because you don't come from an environment that's actually built a business In the, in the framework of like what you're trying to give advice to. And you can't lean on, <clears throat> like for me, we started a podcast. We coach. I didn't open my fucking mouth until we were in the top 1% for Berkshire. Yep. Yep. I didn't say a fucking word until we were in the top 1% worldwide for Berkshire. Respectable. It's not the highest accommodation that's ever been given out, but it's respectable less as, hey, especially with the amount of people we did it. Some of the teams we were going up against that had similar volumes as us had 30-plus <clears throat> people, 35-plus people. We're doing it. We, we did it with 12. Mm-hmm. Respectable. And that's and then, hey, so then when I start giving advice, and this isn't a will soapbox, but just forgive me for a moment. When I started giving advice, Within business per se, it was real estate. Mm -hmm. So even though we had this business success, I didn't just go start telling people what they should be doing, who they should be, et cetera, et cetera. I was just telling the success story and, and documenting what worked for us. So even though we were top 1%, I stayed in the lane of real estate. And I stayed in the lane of like, hey, this works for us. If it works for you as well, great. We're going to lay out fundamentals and framework and things that we do that work for us. Try them and if they work for you, great. But I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to work for everybody. And I'm definitely not going to step outside of real estate and start telling people how to run business. So two different aspects, right? So let's go back to the first story and then we'll get into the second one. I'm clearly a little bit more jazzed about. On this first one, with making that transition. The reason why I say, hey man, here's two, here's the two reasons I see, in my opinion, people take managing broker positions versus running a team or being an independent agent because the money's significantly better and you get significant more time back to yourself when you're not playing managing broker. So if you're taking that role, it's because we're incapable of producing at a high level or we just like our time too much and we're just comfortable. We don't want to go grind that hard. Cool. But then why do you think you're such an, a hot candidate for me to bring on? Yep. But they act like it. And hey, much respect. I'm not saying this in a disrespectful manner. We do this every day. <clears throat> we know the level of energy we're going to give people. We know the level of consistency we're going to give people. I don't know about you. I know you like showing up 10 to 5. With a lunch break. Okay. And then I start getting the questions and they start hinting around and I had some private conversations over the phone. It was like basically trying to find a way for us to cover that salary or cover Mm -hmm. a building. And it's like, no, no, not from a standpoint of I'm trying to be a jerk. It's no, as in, look, this opportunity is huge for you. Not just for me. And if you think coming on board over here, it, you're just going to snap your fingers and it's built and the best thing that's ever happened to me, you're wrong. Yep. 
there's a lot of coaching and building and developing I'm going to have to do for you and your seven levels of leadership that you create. Secondly, I'm questioning how hungry you are because you're satiated on the nipple you've been sitting on for the last couple of years with the clout of having a title. Yep. Lastly, I know that I don't know everybody. Maybe he is hungry. Maybe there are some things. Cool. But if I rob you of the environment you need in transition to be hungry, to be bold, to be consistent, to work hard, if I rob you from that and I give you a salary or pay for your thing so you can have this nice transition over and and not actually reacclimate to your hunger, yep. reacclimate to fear, yep. reacclimate to a lot of things. Why would I expect you to come over here and be successful when any any bigger than what you're doing right now? <clears throat> Cuz what you're doing right now, I don't need I don't need that person. Yep. Yep. But if I rob you from this environment that you need in order to level up and and, and be successful at this level, I can't expect that you'd be any more successful, mm-hmm. right? So this yeah. is kind of where I'm going. Yeah. It's like you got two different examples here of environment. One that I think people are just, people are using one environment. Actually, I guess we're two in the same right now when I think about it. Give me a second. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> we're using the accolade and perceived success of one environment to speak to another yet not actually have to build anything there. Yep, yep, yep. And if, how do I say it? It fucking bothers me. Yeah. Well, now, and, here's and, my thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Will, it shouldn't bother you. All right. Will, if something's triggering you, it's about you, not the person. I've heard it all. I butted heads with a buddy the other day. We worked it out. Really good productive friction. But some things that were coming from his, from his, his side were... Well, hey, if it's triggering you, it's got more to say about you than me, right? And I'm like, no, not no, not always. You're my friend. Friends don't let friends say dumb shit. Okay? I'm clearly triggered, but am I triggered by what you said because it personally attacks me? Or is it because it's just incorrect? I know myself enough. I have enough reflection. Like, I know when it's like, ooh, it's hitting me personally. And I know how to separate and go, hey, man, what you're saying is just not true. It's not true. It's inaccurate. And you got to be better. Well, if it's that and it's not personal, Will, why did it trigger you? Because you're my friend. And it bothers me when my friends could be better. Like, But I also think that, like, if you know me and you know how much I care, I fucking care about you. Yeah. So yeah. when I see that, it, it does. I don't know if it triggers me, but it'll elevate my voice. Yeah. It'll get me to talk to you and bro up with you a little bit. <clears throat> Not saying that that's the right answer either, but it's like I'm seeing it. So the reason why we're talking about it today and the reason why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little rubbed the wrong way by it or triggered, whatever words you guys want to use. It's because I'm seeing it from friends, not just one friend, not just, and not, not these, just these guys that I'm talking about. There's a pattern and I'm seeing it and it's like, <clears throat> why do you guys think I slept in a pantry? Right? Like when I left Fit Republic and I sold my cars off, right? Like, and I got rid of everything because it wasn't about making more money at that point. Everybody thinks when they're trying to level up like this guy, yeah. well, I got this salary and I got this house. I go, you probably got 400, 300 grand of equity in that house. Mm-hmm. Sell your house. 
Oh yeah, thank you. You can live that. on the equity. Yeah. You can rent a place and be just fine. Like, but yeah. that's what I mean. Everybody's always trying to find a way to make more in the beginning of a transition without the risk. But then they expect people to front it for them. It's like, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that fire away from you, dude. Yep. You need to be in the fire. Things are forged in fire. Yep. Pressure and heat, buddy. Like this is how things are forged. And I'm not going to rob you of that experience on the surface. It looks like I just don't see the value in you. No, no. <clears throat> it's me understanding that the person you're going to need to be to be a valuable person to this team needs to go through that. And I fucking live it. But the reason why I can make this judgment call and speak to it is because mm-hmm. I fucking did it, man. Yep. Like, that's the point. Like, I'm not speaking from, from hypotheticals or trying to say something cute to the guy. And I'm also willing for this guy not to come over mm-hmm. because I understand how inadequate and how spoiled somebody can be if you just cater to them and they're not an actual value add. Yep. Brother, I don't need you yep. in your state right now. Who you are as a product right now in this moment, I don't need you like you need me. Not saying that egotistically in business. Guys in business, you need to know <clears throat> when you have the leverage and when you don't. And there's times when I sit in rooms with big people and they have the leverage because they don't. Let's just be real, dude. Ryan mm-hmm. Pineda did not fucking need me to speak at WealthCon. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Mm-hmm. We brought the most people independently, mm-hmm. his team said. You guys brought the most people from ticket sales out of any other speaker. Minus Ryan selling his own yep. and Tim yep. Tebow being a part of that, right? Yep. Like everyone else. We sold the, we sold the most. We, we brought the most people. <clears throat> I also stayed all three days. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to. Nobody right. else did. Right, right. I like being around his audience. I yeah. like being around and like, look, this guy's putting a thing together. When people are paying for VIP, they're probably expecting to meet some speakers yeah. along the way throughout the time. And like, I'm not a big deal. But a lot of people were appreciative that I stayed around to give them an opportunity to come speak to me over the next three days. Mm-hmm. But I but I wasn't doing that for the people solely. I was doing that to make sure Ryan knew I'm going to work hard for that guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a good product. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be kind to the audience. I'm going to give back and just be a value add wherever yep. I can, yep. even when I'm not on your stage that you're blessing me with. Yep. That's the only value I can give Ryan. Yep. My money doesn't matter to Ryan. My, my, where I'm at in business, the guy doesn't really need anything from anybody. All I can give is, <clears throat> hey, if I'm giving you this opportunity, be the best version of yourself yep. and commit and give time to give back to the audience for the ones that feel like they want to speak to you. Yep, You're going to bring value however, you're, however you can bring value, you're going to do it. I know where I don't have leverage and where I should be appreciative. Cool. And then in business, man, I know where I have leverage. Yep. I know what we can do for these guys. But there's work involved. And if you're not going to forge yourself in the fire... And in your own story, your own transition, realizing you're going to make a fuck ton of your own money. This isn't just making will money. Then you're not going to be the person you need to be to make that successful. And I already know that getting into it, which means that's why I'm saying no to you. But I'm saying that from experience. I'm saying that from the own fires and, and, and selling my shit off and sleeping in a fucking pantry. Because I didn't need to make more at that point. I need to cut all losses so I could just focus and minimize to start a new transition. And like, man, so many people expect everyone else to like front their business or fund it or front. It's like versus like you could just sacrifice more mm-hmm. and put it in on the front end. And I think it rubs me wrong, bro, because we don't fucking do that. Yeah. We've never done that or expected that from yeah, anybody. No. Uh-uh. <clears throat> so like <clears throat> when people are coming with their hands out, it just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And it's like, ah, you know, and like, but the, but again, the reason why it's spoken to, it's like, I, it comes from experience. Then I've got buddies that are 
accredited in other lanes. And then they're resting upon those accomplishments and then come speak as an entrepreneur or as a business person. It's like, yeah, but we know you're broke. We know you're broke. Yeah. Yeah. But try here yeah. saying these things. And, and then, and then you start saying some stuff that like blanket statements me into a category. Mm. I'll just call you. Yeah. Before I ever speak on a podcast, because you guys know I use topics of discussion that, that happen in life. Not for one individual, but if I see a pattern, mm-hmm. today's a pattern. But I've spoken to anybody I wanted to directly speak with in my circle about this before I ever speak here. And it's not to disrespect them, but it's like, man, like, are you even, like, do you even understand what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, it gets bothersome because it's like, a lot of times, no, they don't. Yep, That's they don't. the whole fucking yeah. point and I'm talking about. Yeah. They don't think about it more than surface yeah. level. So, man, I'm kind of hog, I'm kind of hogging the mic. No, you're here. good. But you're it's good. like. It's environment is so important and not just experience. Experience can be from several different aspects. You yep. can have 20 years of experience in basketball as a janitor. Yep. Sweeping fucking floors and yep. doing different things. And are you going to pick up on some stuff that the team does? Are you going to, are you going to pick up indirectly on what hard work looks like or consistent hundred percent, but you don't know what a feeling is to that player. That's waking up and doing it. You don't know what mm-hmm. it feels like to be, Rich and satiated, but still have to find ways to be hungry because you got a hundred million dollars that they expect you to win championships. Yep. So you might be able to see some things, man, Kobe's here at 4 a.m. or whatever, but in first person, what you're going to have is your role. Yep. And that's why I really try to stay not only just within our lane of real estate, but here's what works for me. Cause I understand that I can only speak man in my industry And within the lane that I've experienced with how I've experienced it. And then let me just share that with others to see, because there probably are a lot of translatables. Cool. But like environment is so important, bro. And there's so many people that are, again, dodging it or using a prior to solidify success in the future. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, being great at one thing does like, just because you're a great athlete does not mean you're going to come out and be great at business. Oh, uh, no way. No, uh-uh. you're, you're actually probably not at all. And there, there's there's one other element here that I'm curious your thoughts of. Um, you alluded to it with a couple of the words that you used earlier. Uh, but that is this, I think there's a third lane of like using the broker example, right? A third person and that's status. Okay? And even if these people like- Like you, they can't give up status? Correct. It, Fuck, so first good. of all, like that's why they got into the position to begin with and- that's why they're wanting to maintain yeah. that. And then that's also where, hey, if I'm giving up status over here with my physical title managing broker, oh, yeah. intrinsically, I want to feel <clears throat> some other status over here by being insecure, bought, by being, uh, that is it. Yeah, man, that's a great point, buddy. And, and dude, and you I don't know if it's a different, I don't know if it's a third lane or if it's just really like the I, reason why they're doing one of these. Two I think lanes. there's a lot of people that would take on that role, even if it meant shit paying all this stuff, buddy, we know people that just make, to call themselves the broker. We know people that make 30 grand a year, yeah. but they're holding on to a status. Yeah. And you got it in a clear, it's not the money there, but it's the status. And one thing I think like why I think this rubs you the way it does is that first of all, like you and I, we're both our sat. We have intrinsic status. I could give a fuck about a title. You could give a fuck about a title. Yep. 
we don't hold ourselves at a lower, like we don't need anyone to give us a title. And no. it, so it's all intrinsic status. Like in you value. do better also not caring what people think. I still care what people think to an extent because my reputation matters and I'm just a little bit more external. So I let people get to me a little bit more than, than you do. But yes, the one thing we both share is we don't need a title. No. For no. example, right? Like when you're going into this, right? Like to kind of answer some of your questions. Yeah. <clears throat> when I got rid of my apartment and I sold off my vehicles and I left being the number two in a company. Yep. And listen, <clears throat> Fit Republic was successful, man. Like we were at just about 14 stores. Mm -hmm. We were getting ready to open up the 14th store when I was leaving. I was director of operations for that company. I was number two. Yep. Prior to that, I was a police officer that had a guardian angel slash medal of honor award and life-saving mm -hmm. awards. Prior to that, government, government work. Prior to that, a successful Marine Corps career. Mm -hmm. Plenty of title, plenty of accreditation. And dude, I fucking broke. You guys know the story. I never needed a title. I sold my cars off. I got rid of my apartment. Yep. And I'm sleeping in a pantry. Yep. But here's where it hit me. When my mom signed for a car for me after I'm getting rid of the second vehicle. And she's like, are you good? I was like, I'm good. She's like, all right, just don't tell your dad. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, mom. And uh, I love, that's my favorite thing she used to say. Don't tell your dad. <laughs> and um, I'm driving back to the first brokerage I started at. And I get a call from from some friends that one of our friends passed away he got hit on his motorcycle dead on scene really <clears throat> you know he had closer friends than, than he was to me i i he was a friend through friends but it that's dude and like you would think like why did that guy's death hit you so hard he was a friend of a friend well they were established they had their restaurants going they were crushing like he passes away and then i'm i just the timing of it, of my life. Like I'm in the, my mom's car. She signed for me driving back to the brokerage. And I questioned myself and I was like, where? Like I'm in a car. That's literally not mine. <clears throat> Wearing some tie that ain't mine. Like do like doing some fucking, I'm a realtor now. What? Like, and I was, I literally, man, for a couple of minutes, I was like, all right, where, where did the, where did the wrong domino get tipped over? Yeah. Like where? Like was it when I decided to get rid of, go out of the Marine Corps? Because like I decided to leave the Marine Corps. Okay, but then government. Okay, but that was good. But then I didn't like that. So I didn't go back to the Marine Corps, but not liking government work made me go, I want to go home now. Mm. And then I, so I want to go home. So I became a cop because that was my skill set. So like, okay, it was that I left the Marine Corps. Okay, that's where the mistake started. Because if I never would have left the Marine Corps, that I never would have gone to this government work that I didn't like and then need to go home that then made me a police officer that then made me meet more civilians and get this fucking hoop dream that I should be helping somebody build their fitness company that gave me even more hoop dreams that I could do it on my own that yeah. turned me into a fucking soccer mom. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And dude, I caught myself in that moment and I was like, shut the fuck up. You don't have this conversation with yourself when you're feeling this way. Go to work, finish up, do your thing. But like, skipping ahead, <clears throat> I get home that night. We're pregnant with cash. Yeah. So this whirlwind of emotion, right? Mm -hmm. A couple weeks later, we find out it's going to be a boy. <clears throat> and now I'm like, okay, like I've got my daughter. Daughters are like, you're giving them an example of 
who they should go after in life. But little boys, they like literally want to be you, not yeah. be like you. They like want to be you, yep. you know, when they're young. Yep. And I started going through everything I was and like, cool. You know, like, my, oh, he'll love that I was a Marine. I was this. But then I, hit, I was like, man, I'm not going to like everything cool that I want my son to know about me is already gone. Like he'll, he's not alive for any of it. But that's when the paradigm shift happened, bro. It was like, wait, <clears throat> I was around a lot of good people and had a lot of good leadership in every entity that I'm talking about. But I still made decisions. I still put in work. And ultimately, I still built the Marine I'm proud of. I still built the cop I'm proud of. I still built the number two guy I'm proud of. And it's like, okay, what about me led to the successes there? That then can help me build a success here. Like, yeah. oh, this is a me thing. So if I can apply what made me a great Marine, what made me a great police officer, what made me a great everything, like, yeah. okay, then I can duplicate and I can build, man, I can go be whatever I want to be if I'm fundamentally sound from what yeah. I've built before. And I just started realizing like, man, all these skill sets are going to translate. And it, But here's what I'm getting at though. Not it was, it was being proficient. It was fundamental. It was internal. Not any of it was, okay, I want to go to real estate, but like, I'm not a sergeant there. Right. Right. So how do I, well, let me, let me call my homie Eli and see if he'll let me partner with him or invest in his company. We've had friends. See if I can come in, be had, a team leader. We've had fucking friends do that. Yeah. They're not even in real estate. They want to be fucking co-owners of our shit. Like, what are you yeah. talking about, bro? Yeah. No, don't be, don't be yeah. fucking weird, bro. Yeah. When I'm sleeping in a pantry, it didn't bother me. Like it was never about title. It was never about status, which means ultimately I was able to sacrifice wherever I had to sacrifice. Yeah. It was always just internal and having to remember who I was that built the wills I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. But that's the whole fucking point though, is everything I just mentioned, Marine Corps, government work, police work, being number two in a startup company. Those are all environments. They're not yep. titles for me. Yep. Yep. Director of operations. Cute. I was proud of that title, but you're also not shit. Cause you're number two in a startup. That's not necessarily right. Like, so it's like, ah, cool, but mm -hmm. not cool. Didn't fucking matter. Like it was never, it was never a title thing. Yeah. It was the environment and it was me being able to put in the work and be okay to be the fucking new guy. And then as I grew and as I, tr transitioned into some of these different environments, Marine Corps to this, this to this. <clears throat> I brought a certain level of skill set to that new environment mm -hmm. that did enhance it. So then overall now in real estate, I've got 20 years of experience coming into yep. real estate, right? I've yep. got, well, technically it was 16 years of experience. I led it my first year yep. in real estate, but it was like, but I didn't shy in those environments. I didn't skirt. I didn't scoot. I didn't just take some title and then sit at a fucking desk. Yep. The work was put in. So then yeah. when I identified with those and then it translated to real estate, I was like, oh, well, I know how to put myself around the right type of people because I found the right people before. I know how to work hard and keep my finger on the pulse of what I'm doing because I've done that before. A lot of these guys, man, they haven't. Now, some of the friends yeah. I'm talking about, it's like, no, nah, motherfucker, you have. You have been accomplished in a different environment. You're just not doing it over here, but you're expecting the same result. Mm -hmm. And look, 
Maybe you're just not good at business. Maybe you're just not supposed to be an entrepreneur. It's fucking romantic nowadays. And you just shouldn't be that. You should be a personality. That's a lot of why those things come out because they don't have the intrinsic value. But then they're saying dumb shit. Yeah. And then I get triggered and it's like, well, Will, (laughs) you're triggered. So it must be about you. No, it's about me watching my friend say something that's just silly. The other factor, man, to this is the people that we've been talking to in these situations. And and like you said, it's not just these guys. It's a lot of people come from this. Dude, the moves that we've made when we've made them the money that we've put into things that we didn't know was going to work or not. And our current, fi- our, our, our financial situation at the time that we did that, yep. dude, I'll be talking to some of these people and they're scared to death. And we talk about their finances and they're down to their last 250 grand in the bank. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I had 36 bucks. Kidding me. You were negative yeah, 100. Yeah. But that's what I'm getting at though. Like that, their inability to navigate inside of a certain environment might just be exposure that, Hey man, you're not built for this. Yeah. Yep, Maybe yep. you should just be a managing broker. Yeah, for real. Maybe you should just stay exactly where you're at. For real. Because listen, dude, I'm gonna start. I, I'm pausing on how I'm talking to you because now mm. I'm seeing it, and I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna convince you of it. Yep. And then I'm to blame because you're not putting in the work. Yep. Or you can't stomach it, and now we're we're blaming something else, yep. right? But the second thing I want to talk about, we talked about. You know, hey, just because someone's bothered by what you're doing doesn't mean it's it's in. It's them. It's like, it could be you. And maybe because they're friends, they just want you saying dumb shit. You should think about it. Secondly, mm-hmm. you hear things nowadays like, have you ever, you ever, you ever heard of someone hating on you that's doing better than you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? That's one of the number one things that said, like, you'll never get hate from above. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, thank God for Ed Milet. Because <clears throat> Ed Milet said, are you guys stupid? And then he told some stories from the stage of how many times somebody that was ahead of him in business and with status was insecure and threatened by his up and coming momentum very real in the financial world and in the entrepreneur space and in the speaking space. And they pumped the fucking brakes on him and tried to push him down. And it didn't like, what are you guys talking about? You don't get hate from someone doing better than you. Are you stupid? It's very real. Typically the majority of hate, that I've seen comes from that. Dude, I saw it in the fucking Marine Corps, man. Uh, you got guys that are higher ranks and they see proficient guys coming. Bro, they won't give you credit. They'll take credit. They're trying to poke holes in it. and They'll take credit. Yeah. They'll, t- they'll take credit. In the entrepreneur space, bro, we see it with speaking. Guys that want to give critiques or say certain oh, things yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, because you're actually nobody in this space. Yeah. And then you'll go give an unsolicited critique, uh-huh. but it's not coming from the reaction that the audience gave. It's what you think. Yep. And I know what you're doing. Yep. So it's like, ah, oh, dude, it's just like, it's just, it's these, it's these cliche things that people say. And it's like, no man, but they're actually not like when you look at them and you really think about it, it's like, no, they're not true. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the first one that I gave, like, oh, if, if you're triggered, if Eli says something and that triggers me, <clears throat> like if Eli says, you know, I don't know, whatever, yeah, dude, something blanket statement. Sure. And it's inaccurate. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Like, and I'm trying to find a way to, cause I'm not trying to put anybody on blast. If you say something and I'm triggered by it, it could be because deep down inside, you just touched a nerve. And then I need to reflect internally. 
I agree. But people think that if you're triggered by someone saying something, that it's 100% that. Yep. No. My friend could also be saying something silly and inaccurate and, and below him. It's like, well, then why did it bother you? Well, it bothered me because he's my friend. And I'm watching him on public forums say dumb shit. Yeah, that's a variable. And I care about the guy. So it is going to bother me. But just because it's bothered and you show a little emotion, people showing emotion is more personality driven than loss of control driven. Okay. I'm a guy that's outspoken. That's going to call you and have that talk with you. This is me all the time. Yep. And I have self-awareness of understanding when I'm taking something personal and it is more about me than the other person. And when I can just tell the other person, but I hate those two things. Like people are like, inadequate at taking criticism because they think the second they get it, if it's a, if it's a comment on social or, or if the person's saying it and they're not saying it, you know, super appropriate to where HR and a corporate company would approve of it, which means you're a fucking cardboard box. And then if you're just blowing up and saying it, yep. Oh, it must be about you. Oh, cause you're, cause you're bothered. Cause I can tell right, like you're right, elevated. Right. Like what, what, like, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. like, why are you so elevated right now? Yeah. It's like, don't fucking play that card, man. Like, yeah. but the problem is, man, it's like thinking that way because you've been listening to enough charlatans that say those things. You're now inadequate from taking criticism because you think that that's that that's someone's personal problem deflecting onto you. Maybe. Or you think it's hate. Oh, here come all my haters. No, yeah, it's just no, funny. man. Like it could yeah. be. You're saying dumb shit and yep. take some criticism. And I also like, I take criticism. The buddy I was talking about earlier, great conversation. We both figured out where the friction was coming from. Mm-hmm. Great talk. So not all of this is just about the conversation I mentioned in the very beginning. That was actually a, a positive thing, but I'm using it and speaking to a pattern, you know, that, that I've seen with people. The alternative for me was self-reflection. It's like, Hey dude, just stop giving a fuck so much. And I got to watch that because it's like, yeah, like, where am I giving energy? Like, why? Like, hey, these are my friends, but like, to what level? Mm-hmm. And how much do I need to care to a point to where, you know, does it get toxic? Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up question to that follow-up thought is, well, yeah, well, great. So then why are you on a podcast talking about it? Aren't you just going further with it? Yeah, until today. Like, I feel like these things are deliverables for others to either learn oh, from dude. because you're the person not taking any type of advice or, or critiques at all because they're just haters or they're triggered by you. And it's like, no, it's not true. You're a fucking asshole. Fix it, bro. Yeah. There's yep. a better way to communicate, right? Could be that. Or you're on the other side. You're on the side that like just right now in this moment that I'm speaking, I'm not like I haven't been the other guy before. I've been that guy before. But now I'm on the other side of this where, hey, I care and I'm giving it and people are unable to receive it because of ego status or cliche things like they're haters. And you ever had a hater doing better than you? (laughs) Yeah, all of them. They're afraid of you coming up to them, man. What are you talking about? No sergeant wants another young Marine coming up, making that dude just a, a commodity or irrelevant or taking him down from his status of being the best sergeant in the fucking platoon. Like. Dude, like, hundred percent. Like, dude, you'll get hate. Like, I've gone through schools and been high shooter at a school, and I'll have a fucking instructor come up and like tell me that, like, well, hey, I, w- I was high shooter too, but my score was higher than yours, <laughs> bro. What? Yeah, you're an instructor. You're authority. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, 
but you felt the need to just come say that to me. Like, yeah, what do you guys mean? It's crazy. You don't get hate from people doing better than you. Cause that guy was a higher rank than me. Yeah. He was already a lead instructor at a school. He had a successful career. He was more successful in the Marine Corps year to date in that moment than I was. If anything, it exposes them as man, you probably haven't climbed real shit before. Here's what it exposes. They know you're coming and you just felt it. That part. Yeah. And it's hate. It, yep. He's being a hater. Yep. But people that are but saying, thinking, but thinking this whole like, oh, if someone's hating on me, they must be below me. That, You're fucking crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's a sign that someone you're, hasn't climbed. Dude, if this, if this were, you're, if you think that you're so complacent to real hate, you're probably walking right into the lines then of people above you thinking they're helping you and they're hurting you. Yep. Thinking they're helping you and they're, and they're giving you the wrong advice. For Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're restricting you. Every, restri every competition. You. Arnold went in the fucking seeds he would plant, the shit he would say to judges. Oh, dude, what a perfect example. And he was already like a four-time Olympia doing that yep, shit. Yep. And he's literally doing that shit yep. to prevent guys from taking the throne. He's taking judges out, saying shit about this guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, bro. But no one's going to hate on you from above. Are you fucking yeah. – and, like, listen, you need to realize it does come from here because if you don't, and you're just taking Arnold's advice because you look up to him and he's <laughs> yeah. the greatest bodybuilder ever and he's oh. the guy's – He's the guy that you should be taking critique from, and yep. he's my mentor. Yep. He's your fucking enemy. He's your fucking competition, and you're just walking right in there because, hey, man, nobody's going to hate on you from above. Yeah, I got you. You fucking you crazy? My wing. Are yeah. you fucking? But then if some, like, but then you, you, who people who you should take critique from, your ego's not allowing you to your take Your friends it. who have no ulterior motives with you. Or, or just, no, yeah, like, man, they just read you accurately, right? Yeah. I think Gary Vee said it one time. He's like, hey. I got to get better at this because, hey, just because someone comments and even if it's a little harsh and I don't even know who the person is or a complete stranger doesn't mean that they might not have a point yeah. to 100%. what they're saying about my content. Doesn't mean they do. Yep. But just because you don't know them or you're reading it a certain way doesn't doesn't confirm or yep. guarantee that it's, it's, it's invalid. It's yeah. just not true. Yeah. Well, so, and, and that's where the whole intrinsic value, man, when your status mm -hmm. and your value comes from within because of the things that you've, that you've accomplished, the environments that you've been in and, and yeah. rose out of the ashes from and all that, you can read those comments, even yeah. if it's from a quote unquote, nobody and see it from a completely different perspective because you're, it doesn't demean you and your status or anything. hundred like percent. And here's what I think, man, like it, it does come down to like removing some of the ego. We've all had to work on it. I've worked on it. You can still be a hard charger and a go-getter and remove ego. Yep. This whole podcast, right? The whole culminating point here is you just got to be better. You got to be better at receiving. <clears throat> and you got to be better at restricting or reserving or filtering where you put energy. Because after yep. this podcast, after me talking about this and, and just giving this as a deliverable and being as authentic as I can, and you guys know we talk about things that we're in the middle of or going through or whatever mm -hmm. to just to just give you guys some brain food. After today, now it's just about identifying where I made mistakes. Like, hey, why am I reaching out? Hey, even if something bothers me, <clears throat> and I know it's not internal, you're, you're triggering me. You're triggering me because you're my friend saying silly shit. Yeah. Okay. I still took initiative to reach out. Right. And then when I reached out, right. you know, like, it's like, do I need to? Like, because now it's unsolicited advice. You're my friend, so I feel like that just gives me permission to, to care for you. But does it? 
I don't know. Like, that's where I have to really be careful because it's like, man, it's like, yeah, we're friends. But depending on how close the friend is, like, is that my place? Mm-hmm. And, okay, there are a close friend or a close person. It is my place because I, I think so as a friend. This is the last point I want to leave you guys with. <clears throat> is that person, has that person displayed anything that would that would solicit you having positivity toward them being open mm. and receiving of what you're going to say? Like, you got to meet people where they are, right? Yeah. We talk about capacity or we talk about expectations, right? Like, by by submitting your opinion or your your feedback or your whatever, right? Like, are they in a place in life or, or have they shown any level of capacity that would say that you can put the expectation that this is going to be well-received? The person I talked to on the phone that I mentioned in the beginning of this, and I keep bringing it up because he's a friend and I'm, pr- I'm protecting that scenario because everything I'm talking about today isn't just him. That was super productive. I was actually the one more vocal on the phone in the beginning, and he didn't lose his cool. He was very receiving. And then we got to the bottom where it was coming from, and we both had points. Yeah. We, it was a super productive conversation. So if he actually listens to this podcast, like that's isolated. There's other phone calls. And there's other situations I've had with other people outside of him where they just haven't. So I'm speaking more to those patterns Mm -hmm. versus the one guy I mentioned earlier today. So I just want to make that that's make sure that's clear. And I have put myself in a position where like, let's use realtors. For example, they join us where they're mentors, where they're sponsors. They solicit our education. You've got a ton of permission but yet still, when you give it, they don't use it or something. It just, you get an adverse response or even worse. It's like, cool. So even when you have permission, like, are they, can you put the expectation that it's going to be well received? Yep. Yep. That's so like, if everything else is yes, yes. I, and then that, that's the last question you ask. Are they capable to where you can have this expectation of them? And it's no, you got to just leave it be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. today, Yep. You're just way better. You're like, I always joke. Eli doesn't give a fuck. Do the shit. Don't do shit. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> to a detriment too, though, for yeah, sure. So, so for me, too. I've shared this today. I vocalized it. Cool. I hope this is productive, whether you're on the receiving or giving end of this. But now it's just more so of like, hey, now I'm aware of where I'm spending time and energy that could be cleaned up even more. And now it's just about taking action and being cognizant of that to mm-hmm. make sure I'm doing that mm-hmm. and making that improvement and then just never having to re-meet this conversation again. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's some people out there that are just already, I use this loosely and metaphorically full vessels. They're not open-minded. They're not open to change. They don't have, they're just not there yet. Mm -hmm. And you're pouring water into this already full cup. And it's like, so are they, are they full or it's like, nah, you're hollow, but the door's closed. <laughs> there's like a, a, there's like a platform in it full of nothing. Yeah. Taking up all the space of where the water should like be. Noah's Ark, just full of wood. Just, yes. Like, just, hey, you could open this up and let giraffes and shit. Yeah. It can actually only hold like one ounce of water, you know, yeah. but, but that's exactly what and it dude, is. And dude, I've been there, man. Like there's certain phases in life where you just got to keep your head down and fucking do your thing. But as we grow, yep. You just got to know where to be open, when to be open, you know, and then just back to that hater thing. You guys better be careful. It's, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. Just like the devil presents himself in ways that you wouldn't predict. Like you think the devil's just going to come out red with horns and go, rawr, I'm the devil. Right. No. Right. He comes out in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. 
that you wouldn't even think you could be sleeping with the devil for all you know. That's fucking true. Right? Like there's even some, not to get conspiracy theory, that church. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. from the devil. Right? A like lot. just don't get me started, right? This is a whole other podcast we don't got time for today. But the point is, <clears throat> if you believe that, that the devil's going to present himself in ways you would never expect. Right? And you, we can just, we can just agree that the devil is on the negative side of energy. Then when you're receiving hate or toxicity or malicious advice, not advice coming from a good place with good intent, like you think it's just going to show itself like a fastball down the middle, like you think people are just walking around wearing hater hats, Mm -hmm. or the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Mm -hmm. Of course hate comes from above. Don't be fucking weird. Don't be complacent. Secondly, it looks like mentorship. Uh-oh. It's true. It's true. So, like, you know, guys, just be better. Think better. Be better. Receive better. Love you guys. Appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah. We're going to go show some houses and grab a listing. That's and, right. That's and right. And call it good. But you guys enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you guys very soon. We're trying to stick to this once a week, two, making sure we hit it for you guys. Two. That's 100%. right. Day one dollar zero. We're out, out of here, guys. Oh,